When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The question is, does he want to, Shot make the move? This is the Rich Eisen Show. Jaguars have just fired him. OMG. Urban Meyer's tumultuous NFL tenure has ended after just 13 games. Oh, my gosh. The Rich Eisen Show, live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Earlier on the show, NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport, co-host of Peacock's Brother from Another, Michael Smith. Coming up, NFL Network analyst Willie McGinnis from Peacock's MacGruber, actor Will Forte. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the program. Will Forte, man, from NBC's uh, Peacock's uh, MacGruber. I can't wait to chat with him in about 20 minutes' time. Mm. He's one of the most delightful guys. He really is. We've gotten to know through the Big Slick Charity Tournament in Kansas City, you know, the uh, Sudeikis, Rudd, Keckner. Riggle Stone Street run charity in Kansas City. He's yeah. was there every year, year in, year out. Just so sweet to everybody. So funny. So, so awesome. Funny. Great dude. So great. And so he's going to be joining us in hour number three. But joining us right here on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line to tell us about that one time that uh, Belichick kicked Vinatieri in practice <laughs> uh, is Willie McGinnis. How are you, Willie? You there? I am. How are you guys? Yeah, that was a that was a strange time, right? When Belichick just went up and kicked Vinatieri and said, "Why don't you make more kicks?" That happened, right? Back in the day. You know what's funny, man? That actually happened. It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, yeah. It wasn't Belichick those parcels, and he, he used to do some little funny things to Adam to try to throw him off. Come on. Like before he kicked field goals, and uh, you know he would go up, throw grass in front of him kick the dirt in front of him, do little stuff to kind of throw him off before his field goes because we would always have something pending on a long field goal in practice, you know, yeah. whether it was time off, no meeting or whatever. But it was in a loving way. I don't, I don't, I don't think it was anything, <laughs> any harm meant to it. It was just a, dis- a distraction, I would say, to try to throw him off. Because, you know, I guess you just got to in some way, shape, or form, uh, you know, make uh, adversity part of practice because that's what's going to happen when, when real games happen. So that's that's stuff I've heard about from coaching. All this other stuff that, that is coming out of Jacksonville through our colleague Tom Pelissero over the weekend and then obviously in the months before it and then this past couple of 24 hours that led to Urban Meyer's firing. I'll give you the floor, Willie McGinnis. What do you think about all of this when asked, as I am? Not being in the building, um, I'm sure there's things that go on, and I'm sure there's a lot of other things that are probably surface. But I think there's a code of conduct that you gotta, you know, represent yourself in a certain way. And I think that's what you know, uh, Mr. Khan was talking about when, after the bar incident happened, he said, you know, I expect you to hold yourself and be accountable, you know, and represent the organization, the team, yourself in, in a certain light, and. I think when you're not winning games, Rich, um, when 
things are surfacing like that. People in the building are not happy. Uh, when you when you when you possibly have lost the locker room, I can't say that's what happened. But if you possibly have have lost the locker room and your voice uh, no longer uh, happens, and the players are not following you, it's 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 bad. It's bad, and it's hard to continue to move on um, this way. And when you start to to factor in all the different things that were happening on top of not winning football games, it pretty much makes it tough to move to, to continue on the way you have been. Well, let me just ask this question, um, Willie, because, you know, was there a time before Brady became Brady in 2001, in that 2000 season, um, when it was difficult to buy what Belichick might have been selling in the manner in which he was selling it because – he had yet to win anything, and Parcells was Parcells. Was that? Was there ever a moment where the Patriot way might have been, you know, up in the air before it was fully formed? Willie, did that ever well, happen? Belichick's first year, I think we went what five and eleven. Mm-hmm. We went six and ten, whatever the record was. Um, but we were losing a lot of really, really close games, and we we were competing. And I think as a mature veteran or a guy in the locker room, you understand uh, a rebuild and when things are changing, a changing of the guard, um, you got to be able to implement a system, implement players that believe in a system that fit what you're trying to do. And, you know, Belichick made it clear that he was going to keep a certain type of player um, that fit that. And outside of that, he was going to build through the draft and free agency to make up you know, the nucleus and what he wanted as a team. So we bought into that because he was on that staff before. Uh, We knew he had success, you know, with the Giants, and he also had success in Cleveland. You know, I played against him in Cleveland. Uh, They beat us in the playoffs. So it takes time, but it also you have to see things working. Uh, Players have to buy in. They got to believe, you know, the preparation, the hard work, everything that goes into it you got to see the fruit of the labor. And I think although we didn't have a great record, we were losing close games on little things that we can fix and change. So after the season, I was the biggest advocate going out that guys that were free agents like Roman Pfeiffer that I worked out with and telling them, look, man, you're a free agent. Come to New England. We got something special cooking. Trust me, man, we're going to be good. And he's like, man, your record wasn't good. I might want to stay home, play for the Raiders, whatever the case may be. But he finally listened to me, and his agent reached out, and he had a conversation, and it was the best thing that ever happened to his career. You know, he won multiple Super Bowls the very next year. We went in the Super Bowl mode, and all those guys that listened and believed were a part of that and made it special. You know, so I think there's an opportunity if the message is right, if things are moving in the right direction, if, if the atmosphere is clear, if, if the players um, can buy into that, I, 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 I do think you don't have to have a winning record to get things turned around. Yeah, Brockman, read him those numbers to re- refresh his memory. Yeah, Willie, so 5-11 and 11 in 2000, but 9 of the losses by one score. 9 of the 11 by one score. There you go. One score. So how often is it, though, in the NFL where game over, you're, you're a team that's successful, which you've been on more than most, and then the other team that's not, you know, 
towards the end of a season comes up and says, you have no idea what's going on over here, and they unburden themselves to you after a game. How often does that happen in the NFL? Well, a lot. It's a lot. Like, I've talked to a lot of players across the league now, and, I, and you know, my relationship with those guys is special, so I don't want to blow anybody up. Of course. But there's teams that are losing now, and I talked to some of the players, and they're like, we have no idea what's going on. You got guys that, you know, going in different directions. The coaches are all over the place. Like, it's, it's not a team. You know, I was a part of that in Cleveland, you know, from my personal experience. You had a small group of guys that wanted to win that was doing everything they possibly could do um, to win football games. Other guys are going out partying, wouldn't study, wouldn't go to film, coming into meetings late, you know. We get beat by 25 points. They go out and party that night. It, the losses didn't mean anything to them. It's, it's, it's evident. And we had a great coach who come from a winning, you know, winning background in Romeo Cornell. He knew how to win. It's just we didn't have enough mature guys to buy into it, you know. And, you know, he was, he was handcuffed by the GM at the time where he couldn't go out and just grab those type of players that he wanted to bring in because he didn't have the power to do that. So, you know, there's a lot of things that factor into it, Rich, but the guys in the locker room know, you know. The coaches know. And if they're not all buying in, the guys are talking behind each other's back, if the coaches ain't on the same page and there's no cohesiveness and Mm. and guys aren't together and the message, you know, isn't fluid throughout the building, everybody's on the same page, it's not going to work. It's just not. You can have the best system in the world, Whatever it is, if the players don't buy into it, it's not going to work at all. William McGinnis, my colleague from the NFL Network here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show, three-time Super Bowl champion. All right, anybody who attempts to ask Belichick, does 2021 have any echoes of 2001 to you at all, is going to get the answer of, well, I'm just trying to win this game this week. I'm just moving on to this snap. We're moving on to whatever Cincinnati might be, even though (laughs) that doesn't mean they're coming off a loss because that hasn't happened in quite some time. But I'll ask you, do you think he's sitting there thinking there's some echoes of 2001 going on right here? When he's sitting back, I think he's the best at, at pushing forward. I think he also is the best at um, recalling what it took that year when mm-hmm. you got a young quarterback that doesn't have a lot of experience but has the talent that won't lose you football games because he plays well within the system. And you could put him in position um, to play at a high level with the running game, high percentage throws, play action which all those things you see from Mac Jones, you saw from Tom Brady, and a great defense and great special teams that gives this offense multiple opportunities because they turn the ball over and they give you great field position and special teams. All those things I named were the same makeup we had in 2001, if you look at that team. We didn't need the quarterback to go out and throw for 400 yards a game. We had a running game. We had really good coordinators that knew how to put him in position he did not turn the football over, you know, good decision maker. Put his team in the best situation to win football games. The defense went out there. That was our foundation. We took the ball away. You know, we didn't give up a lot of points. Guess what? They're number one in the league in points. They're only giving up 10 points a game. They're one of the top teams in turnovers. And get after the quarterback. So all those things mirror each other from that season to this season. May not say it. But if you're looking at it and if you're trying to navigate the waters now in the league and play a certain way, um, 
It's, it's kind of identical. Yeah, I guess the only thing that's missing is that the other quarterback in the equation that year was still there, and as a matter of fact, Drew Bledsoe won the AFC Championship game that day when Brady got hurt, and the other quarterback in this equation got cut prior to the season. I mean, other than that, the similarities to me are quite eerie, and that year it was all like, yeah, he's doing so great, that's terrific, that's great. Uh, I mean, you you know, are they going to really make the playoffs? Then, you know, you won your last four games of the regular season and you make the playoffs. Yeah, but is he going to really win this playoff game in the snow? Yeah, is he going to really go and do this one? And and even all the way down the Super Bowl, John Madden's like, yeah, they got to take a knee. They're not going to go try and win the game right here. I mean, until we kept saying it over and over again until the confetti came down and Tom had his hands on his head and you were you were you were celebrating, you know, and I'm wondering if the same thing's happening right now. In front of me, underdog all the way to the end, Rich. You know, and it took a lot of special things to happen that year. You know, there were a lot of there were a lot of things in place, um, a lot of motivation. You know, um, a big motivation for us that year was nine eleven as well. Mm. That made us want to be a team. Mm. Um, put team, you know, really taught us what team over individualism was. We wanted to do something special. You know, for all those that have fallen and risked their lives in that situation. You know, our quarterback coach, you know, had passed away. Uh, there's a lot of underlying things that have motivated and, and came together to, to, to really give us what we needed to go forward. And it was just a special year. Um, so I'm, I'm saying it's not a, a quite the duplication right. of what it was, but when you look at the team and, and, and the situation they're in and the opportunity that they have, they're right in line with it. You know, they're right in line with it. It's, it's, it's just how they play the game and what they do and how these coaches do a, a, a fantastic job of putting them in position and knowing their personnel, knowing what they have and how they have to play. And that was, that was, that was you can look at the Bills game. This is how we have to play. Uh-huh. We're not trying to be anybody else or do anything else. This is what we do. And I think that's why the Patriot way was created because it's always been about what this team and organization needs to do to win games and not try to follow what everybody else around the league is doing. Yeah, especially against a, against a specific opponent whose weakness might be this, and it's different than the weakness right. of the team we just beat the week before, so we'll just change what we need to do with the same personnel to go face the other team's weakness. Go. And uh, It's really unbelievable. It really, really is. And, and now, you know... Uh, it, it kind of looks, Willie, like, you know, the football gods want the Patriots to face Tom Brady, you know? Like, it kind of feels that Uh-oh. way to me, Willie. Uh-oh. Who do you root for, Willie, if that <laughs> happens? <laughs> Don't put him in that position, Chris. Come on. Willie knows. No, I root, for, I, I, root, I, I, I root for Tom no matter what, and I root for my Patriots no matter what. So, so he'll just sit that one out? You know, he'll sit out. If, 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 the, if the stars align, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Patriot in, in, until – until I go, always, always, and, and the funny thing is, no matter who's playing in the Super Bowl, I always root for the AFC because I was the AFC guy. Um, but if the Patriots are in, I'm gonna support them. Um, but I got it. I got to call. I got to call it like I see it, though. Like if I see matchup problems or things that are off, sure. whatever the case may be, I'm not gonna change and lose my credibility when it comes to my analysis. Good for you, you know, buddy. when it comes to that. Yes. But I always root for my brother Tom. And I'm I'm a patriot for life, so I'm always going to root for the Patriots. I got to tell you, Willie, before I let you go, uh, a, a quote that he gave to Sports Illustrated when he won, rightfully, Sports Person of the Year, um, when he said that winning is now more of a relief to him than anything else, that kind of 
that gave me a little bit of pause. Like, you know, like that. That's what you hear when you when when people start thinking about the end. You know, I'm wondering what you think of when he when you hear the quote of like, when we lose, it's depressing. When we win, it's a relief. Not like the joy, the happiness. It's a relief. What, what do you think he means by that? What's going on between his temples? If you can, I think there's so much that goes into winning, um, and whether it's doubt, whether it's the work you have to put in, whether there's things you have to overcome, it is kind of like a relief, you know? Um, the fun part is Sundays. A lot of people don't see all the work that goes into it before you get there, and that's where all the work happens. The, 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 the Sunday is the, kind of the relief, relax, let it all go, let's party, let's have a great time. That's your reward for everything that you put into it. So I think from a guy like that that expects so much of himself, at during practice, whatever it is, he's always doing more. And to get that win, it's just like a relief. Hmm. The pressure's off you. You've accomplished. Okay, now you got to forget about that, enjoy it for a quick minute, and start all over again. So it's, it's about guys of his stature and that level putting so much pressure on yourself in every single way and listening to what everybody is saying and trying to maintain a certain amount of focus and play at a high level at what people say you couldn't do, but five years ago said you should have probably retired. Now you're still, you know, at the top of your game and maintaining that. I just think that's what it is, Rich. All right, Willie, thanks for the call. Good to see you whenever I run into you, the halls of NFL Network. Love to have you here in person, and I, I look forward to speaking with you again. Thanks for the time, Willie. Greatly appreciate it. You got it, man. Love you guys. Right hey, back buddy. at you. Love right, you, Willie. too. That's Willie McGinnis, everybody. <clears throat> it's kind of like 2001, isn't it? Like with the exception like of all the other stuff, yeah, obviously yeah. the real-life stuff that we're sure, talking about. Course. You mentioned what's yeah, going football, on behind the scenes. Football-wise, football-wise. Isn't it amazing? He said you were the underdog against the guy who was America's American underdog in theaters near you coming on Christmas Day. What a matchup that was. How the Rams went from underdog in 99 to the top dog in 2001 and the Patriots and the Brady era started that way. Yeah. Unreal. Now there's Mac Jones. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. I know. I should say this now before Kurt Warner and Brenda Warner arrive for tomorrow's show. I've, I've already told game day morning, you know, because we're going to have a lot of talk about this movie. Yeah. I'll, I'll do this later on when we talk about the movie. This is fun stuff. I got a funny idea. You tell me if I should, we should actually do it. <laughs> okay. I'll say that coming back when before uh, Will Forte joins us, more phone calls right here on 844-204-RICH, never to dial. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed 
Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number, sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. MacGruber is coming to Peacock, MacGruber. people. America's ultimate hero is back to save the world. One throat rip at a time. <laughs> and you have to stream MacGruber right now based on the cult favorite movie and the iconic SNL sketch only on Peacock. Go to PeacockTV.com to sign up. And the man who's making all of our MacGruber dreams come true right here on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. One of our favorites, Will Forte, back on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Will? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing better for talking to you. I miss your voice. Uh, you know, okay, man. I miss your voice, and I think of you every single time I get $3 checks for 22 Jump Street, you know? That's what I think of. <laughs> My residuals. I always forgot that we got to do that together. Yes, the day we did voice work. What do we call it, what do we call it in Hollywood? ADR work? Is that what it is? Do we do voice work? ADR work? Voiceover work? I don't know. Either one, either one I think works. I call it a good hang time. That's what I call it. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? That's what I call it's it. good to see you. I haven't said, like, like it, it, I've. It felt like uh, before COVID, we'd always see each other for the big slick. Big slick, I know. Uh, been, I know. It's been too long. I'm it has been. But I got to tell you, it's to great to see MacGruber back. It's great to see MacGruber. So walk me through the genesis. When did you first pitch MacGruber in, in, a, in a writer's room or come up with the idea? I need to know the genesis of MacGruber is basically what I'm saying. Okay, so oh. Yorma Taconi, uh, who was one of the Lonely Island guys, uh, he had the original idea. He just said, this is a character. He's MacGyver's less talented brother. And he pitched it to me and my buddy, John Solomon. And we kept thinking it didn't sound like a good idea, which uh, he kept pitching it, though, every week to us to try to write it for that week's show. And we finally, just to kind of get him to shut up, we agreed to, to do it. And and, uh, and thank God we did, because uh, we're all happy with uh we always like like uh getting to do it and it's pretty crazy to, i mean this is back in 2007 yeah and uh i don't i don't think anybody including us ever thought that it would still be alive in some form in 2021 so then here we are of course because it well it's timeless it's ageless so uh who came up with the name mcgruber how did that the name was also mcgruber was uh the name of it from the get-go in Jorma's pitch. <laughs> but he had, I guess in fairness to us, we, he, I think he was pitching it to us as a, a live sketch on the show. Yes. And then once we finally agreed to write it, we all three of us came up with the idea of it being more of a short film, which was in, you know, three, 
three parts each week. Well, I think that's what makes it. Uh, you can't blow stuff up. You can't you can't get the big explosive finale. You know, uh, if you're doing yeah. it as a live sketch, yeah, that just doesn't it doesn't work that way. So I understand that. So you workshopped really it. Funny, no? I look back now. I had to look. I, uh, somebody showed me the very first one we ever did with Jeremy Piven, and I watch it and I go like. How do we even? How do they even let us make a second? <laughs> <laughs> Why it doesn't so, hold up? It's just every step of the way has been a big surprise. You know, every 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 time you think it's like the last uh, you'll see of Magruber, and, and we're like a little, you know, we're a television cockroach, I guess. Okay, so who's in charge of pitching Sam Elliott and showing him Magruber? Who's in charge of that to get him roped in? Will was that you? Oh man. I, you know what? That we had a, these amazing uh, casting directors, and we we would have never known to go to Sam Elliott because we just would have assumed oh, <laughs> Sam Elliott would never do it. And, and I mean, this I I don't know how we got him, but but he's just he's exactly what you want Sam Elliott to be too. You meet him, and you just have in your head. I think everyone has in their head what they think Sam Elliott will be like, and he's just exactly <laughs> that plus, plus some. You're just, it's just, you know, we all fell in love with the guy, and, and uh, I wish, I wish we, I wish I'd lived with them. Well, I mean, you, you had to at least get him to record your outgoing message on your phone, right? Something like that. I didn't, I didn't have it, and I didn't ask him. Oh, man. That's an opportunity right there. One of the greatest voices of all time, Sam Elliott. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my And God. I tried to work on a, my impersonation of him, <laughs> but I don't do as good a one. Jorma Tacconi can do an amazing one. Is that right? And you got yeah. Lawrence Fishburne locked in, man. This is fun. This is good stuff, Fishburne. brother. Yeah, it's, it, great. it's great. And already, you know, and, and then you got uh, – Kristen Wiig coming back and Ryan Phillippe. It was, you know, mm-hmm. it's a, a, it was, it was a, a very fun summer. It was like adult summer camp. MacGruber can be seen on Peacock. It premieres today uh, only on this uh, streaming service where you can see the Rich Eisen show. We're on NBC Sports on Peacock every day from 12 to 3 Eastern time. I'm sorry. I don't, that's just a, that's just a knee jerk thing. I didn't mean to use your show that you're here to promote to just start promoting how you can see my show, which people are watching right now on the service. I don't quite understand what I just did. I apologize, Will. It's a win. The more popular Peacock becomes, uh, the more people will see both of our shows. MacGruber is raising all boats before blowing it to smithereens, is basically what you're saying. Or I would say that Rich Eisen is raising it. Thank you, Will. I really appreciate that. Here's what we need to do. Here's what we need to do. How can MacGruber light the Al Davis torch in Las Vegas, Nevada before Raiders game? How do we do that? <laughs> what do you think? I haven't been yet. I haven't gotten to see. I hear that the, the, the new stadium is just awesome. It's, I have not been yet either. You know, there's a club. There's a club that's in the end zone uh, where people are just partying. I don't know if you're aware that that happens in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, but that's that's there. But we should get you to light the torch as MacGruber. I think that would be yeah. something. And Brockman, how would that pitch to Mike Mayako if I asked? Actually, called Mayock and said I got Will Forte as MacGruber. He's a big fan of the Raiders. How would that? I'm go? guessing that Mike had seen MacGyver, so you would have it's to kind of like that's start true. there. That's true. And just be like, well, 
No, it's not actually MacGyver. We don't have Harry Dean Anderson or whatever his name Richard, was. Richard. Richard, same thing. And it's just like, but it's like his not as talented brother. Yeah, but not his real brother. It's, yeah. Like, we couldn't go too deep. We couldn't get too yeah. deep. Well, maybe I should let you do the pitching. Sorry, I don't know. And, I and it, well, I I know for sure that the the that would start by him saying who. <laughs> No, he would think Will Forte was like a cornerback that he missed when he went to that Colorado-Nebraska game. Like he needs Should to grind I be scouting Will Forte? He needs to be grinding yeah. tape on Will Forte. What's his 40 time? <laughs> oh, man, that always makes me think, because you know, you know I'm a Raider fan, and, and yes. uh, I always wanted to see somehow Matt Forte get there to the Raiders so I could have a, a Raiders jersey with Forte on it. Now, we, that brings us to something we constantly talk about here, Will, is that grown individuals – cannot wear a jersey with somebody else's name on it, but if you wear a jersey with your own name on it, that is doable. Is that what I'm saying, Chris? Is that the is that well, did well, I blow like, it? Yeah, like some way if Will like if Matt Forte did play for the Raiders, it would be cool if yes. Will got a right. Matt Forte jerseys right. same last name. That's acceptable. That that you you yeah. would you'd make the loophole. That's not the consensus right. opinion. Yeah. Or if I was if I was a Tampa Bay fan and my name was Will Gronkowski Yes. <laughs> well, you'd change your name to that, Will, because you're a committed fan. That's how you are. That's how deep you are. Well, I guess maybe I would have to marry Rob Gronkowski and take his name. That is definitely it. That's also part that's of the, that, doable. That's, that's, that's doable. That's doable. That's one of the options. Again. I, mean, I guess there are several ways to do it. We're just assuming it all takes place in Vegas. You never know. So, well, this is fantastic. Um, everything else good with you? Life is good? Everything else? Anything else oh, that's going on in your world? Good. You want to? I'm recently married. Hey. Uh, we got a beautiful little daughter, uh, hey. Zoe. She, she's uh, 10 months old, 10 months and one day old. Congrats. And, uh, and she's just, it's the best. It's the best. I mean, I, I, you always hear what fatherhood is like, and, and it just is better, better than you hear. Have you found and yourself? I, I understand why, because it's just like you just can't, you can't. Exactly. You would give everything that everything you'd give everything for just the happiness of of that little being that you have no control over anymore, which can be, you know, uh, wait, wait till, you know, uh, they want an iPhone 12 years from now. But it's okay. Look, uh, (laughs) but 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 um, are you crying at commercials now that you never used to or are you having that sort of moment? For you? Well, I was a big commercial crier anyway, but I think that that was like, <laughs> but for sure, for sure, there's another level of, of uh, yes, of, of uh, nostalgia and, and uh, sympathy. It's the uh, way it works, Will. It over me watching commercials. It's the way it works, man. I, I, I was applauding the end of Elf the other day with my children, you know what I mean? And I used to watch it. It's just a whimsical <laughs> movie. Now I'm like, yeah, oh th- that's the way Santa's sleigh takes off. You know, I mean, I'm gonna. I haven't seen one yet. I'm sure it's coming. Those Bud, Budweiser, Clydesdales. Oh, uh, here come the kids. Those Christmas commercials yeah. with, with Clydesdales. I'm for sure gonna have some waterworks there. <sighs> well, congrats on the uh, the nuptials, and I, I feel like I've missed two registries: a wedding and baby. So um, uh, I, I hope uh, what will suffice is this promotional appearance for MacGruber on Peacock, right here on Peacock. Oh, will. this this is fantastic! This is perfect. <laughs> Tell your wife that's what I've gotten you for your uh, wedding. <laughs> she 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 loves it. She'll she'll be very happy with. Well, congrats. I'm so psyched. I can't wait to, to stream all this, man. Congrats on that. Thank you very much. It's, it's Let's so stay good in to touch. talk to you. Good to hear.
hear your voice. It's been too I, long. I, can't I know. Wait I can see you in person again. Right back at you, Will. You take care of yourself. Congrats again on Thanks. this. You too, Rich. You got it. Will Forte's McGruber. He's the writer, EP, and of course, McGruber himself. On Peacock. Start streaming it today. McGruber. <laughs> and then something would explode. I know. <laughs> Susie and I sometimes, we used to walk through the house just saying that. McGruber. McGruber. <laughs> I just like. Whereas like MacGyver always got out of the jam. Of course. McGruber only gets in jams. Unfortunately, that end disaster. It was untimely. Yeah. Always. Was McGruber responsible for this whole Urban Meyer mess? <laughs> Let's check it out. <laughs> McGruber, are you a winner or a loser? Show me that resume. Uh, Ira in Washington State's been hanging on forever. What's up, Ira? Hey, Rich. I just do. Uh, first off, want to say never kick the kicker. Uh, let me write that down there. Let me write that down. So I remember that. Okay. I've made a note mental. Yeah, no, but really, I, uh, you know, this urban Meyer thing, I was thinking about it last night. I was listening to Jalen Rose talk about a story about when, uh, he's playing with the Pacers and Larry Bird was the coach. And, uh, I think there was, I think it was in the finals against the Bulls even, I think he said, but anyway, he said, uh, Larry Bird took him out like 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter and, how upset he was and, you know, he got onto the bus and he's like a kid mad at his parents, didn't want to talk to him. And, and Larry Bird just uh, was sitting on the bus already. And he just said, I should have put you back in. Yeah. And I think it just goes to show that, you know, a lot of these, you know, a lot of us have pride in general, but especially athletes and, and former athletes and Larry Bird. Right. But to, you have to swallow your pride to be a coach. It's like being a leader, right. You got to re- earn their respect. It's not just given to you. And, to see some of the things Urban Meyer did, I think, just kind of rubbed me the wrong way, for the, for the lack of better words. Yeah, it rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Thanks for hanging on, Ira. I appreciate that. And thank you for making me make a, a note that you don't kick the kicker. <laughs> I mean. Mike in Brooklyn, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. How you been, Mikey? Hey, how you doing, Rich? Uh, I want to wish all you guys, uh, your families, happy holidays. You bet. Oh, Same well, to you, you too. And, it's, and you, just brother. once again, yeah. I, I I have to do this uh, every single time you call Mike uh, for everybody coast to coast. Mike sounds like he's calling to bitch and moan about the Jets and the Giants, but he's really a Colts fan. So greatly appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have you? Have you? Uh, I want to ask you. Have you got a chance to see any of the uh, Hard Knocks? Uh, I'll be uh, honest with you. I haven't watched too much of it. Um, I haven't watched too much of it. Are you? Are you gleaning anything out of that? Well, I hope somebody, there's one person I hope is not gleaning, but last night's episode was, was uh, pretty interesting. Uh, first of all, Jim Mercer is probably a, great, a guy you could really hang out with. You know, he's playing rock, he's playing, uh, rock and roll and doing karaoke. Playing, uh, actually, he was playing Dylan knocking on Heaven's Door, playing the guitar. So it was pretty, it was pretty cool watching it. Uh, I'm going to use that as positive karma because I'm a huge Guns N' Roses fan and... Guns N' Roses version of Knocking on Heaven's Door is, you know, second to none. Yeah. And uh, seeing seeing Ersay performing it, but also uh, it's, it's never really been mentioned. But in the background, like they were showing some some scenes of this Ersay's father, and I don't know if they did it on purpose, but Belichick got his start with that '75 Colts team, and he's in the background somewhere. And I always wondered, you know, Belichick is definitely the greatest coach, wow. you know. In the, you know, is, is incomparable. And yeah, I know. And that was just amazing. And he loves his rock and roll, too. I know that. Thanks for the call. I greatly appreciate right. it, buddy. You take care of yourself, and he'll be watching Colts and Patriots on 
NFL Network on Saturday night. Did you see Springsteen apparently huge, sold his music library for half a, half a bill? Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that one. I sent that to you, Mike. To Sony. You can get a lot of televisions that way, don't you think? I mean, $500 million. That is, like, That's everything. All the way back. Born to Run, everything since. Not bad. Not bad. All By right, the way, yeah. got a bargain? <laughs> no. <laughs> really? really? I saw that number and I was like, That sounded low. Kind of low. That's a lot of scratch, though, bro. That's half Streaming a billion right. dollars. That's half, half a billion. You know? Think about what they're going to make off that, though. I mean, I know yeah, Bruce is like how much just turned need, seventy, right? Yeah, that's not yeah, a bad. I mean, that's yeah, not a bad way to just it. travel the world now. Right? During the twilight, you got half a billion. You're good. Half a bill. I mean, that's insane. Come a long way from Asbury Park, that's for sure. Yes. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. Uh, some fun stories from last night's premiere of the new film American Underdog on the Kurt and Brenda Warner story. They're on Friday's show. Uh, I'll tell you some fun stories coming back. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O-O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Here on the Rich Eisen Show. On our radio show. Uh, Sunday Night Football this week. Let's, you got that? Uh, let's do this. It's uh, the Saints and Tom Brady. Saints versus Tom Brady, everybody. You know what? This is interesting. The Bucks have not won the division since 2007. And that would happen with a win on Sunday Night Football. Tom Brady and the Saints 
Also, Brady, I don't believe, has ever lost to a team four straight times in, in regular season play. And that would happen if he loses to the Saints. Oh, get ready. They swept him last year and won that one in which Jameis got hurt and Trevor Simeon finished off the gig. Here comes Alvin Kamara and a Saints team that has the uh, sixth and seventh seeds in their sights. Don't want to allow the Bucks to win the division for the first time since 2007 on Sunday Night Football. Check it out on NBC and Peacock Sunday at 7 Eastern time. Now, Bucks are 11-point favorites, Rich, so I think it's fine. Well, I mean, so tune in to Sunday night to hear Al Michaels talk about that 10-point lead, meaning everything's still on the line. <laughs> yep. On the line. On the line. I might say that. Everybody thinks this game might be over, but there's a lot still on the line, says Al Michaels. <laughs> Al's a goat in so many ways, you don't even realize how much of a goat he is sometimes. <laughs> You know? Or it's like 30 to 10 midway through the fourth and someone's driving and they're like, yes. you know, still a lot of people paying attention. So um, I did not know. I did not know that um, Josh Lambeau had accused Urban Meyer of kicking him or told that story that Urban Meyer had kicked him until after I learned Urban Meyer was fired. And... Of course, a lot of you folks might be like, how do, you, how do you miss that? It was all over Twitter, Rich, and what have you. Well, I was busy watching my, uh, my friends, Kurt and Brenda Warner, have a film unspooled in the famed Grauman's Chinese Theater in uh, Hollywood across the street from Jimmy Kimmel's show, and it was a big premiere night. There we are on the red carpet, the Warners and me and Suze, right there. Love it. We found them on the, on the red carpet. There they were. Um, and then uh, went in, sat out of my seat. Susan and I, I was sat, who was right in front of us, directly in front of us, Michael Irvin. Hey. There you go. There's Irv taking that shot of, of us. Irv did it in portrait mode, so he's clear, and Susan and I are totally blurry. <laughs> <Bing>. But <laughs> Of course. Who's to complain? <laughs> Except for you. Who's to complain? I'm not complaining. I mean, Just pointing out Irv's, complaining. Irv's work to the radio audience. <laughs> Um, and so we're settled in there, by the way, first movie I've seen in a theater in two plus years. Um, and, and, and Kurt took to the microphone before the movie, um, started and it was just so wild to see Kurt standing there right in front of this big screen with his Warner 13 Jersey on the big screen behind him talking to the audience that this movie that everybody thought should be made when he went on his magic carpet ride in 1999 from unknown to Super Bowl MVP champion. And and um, everybody thought at the time, this is a movie. It should be made into a movie. And here we were in 2021, and the movie had been made and was being shown to everyone. And I will tell you this. It is a beautiful movie. It's a beautiful movie. And... You will love it. Now, obviously, we know Kurt, and you guys may not know Brenda uh, as well as, you know, I've gotten to know her, and a lot of us have gotten to know her on game day morning. But we did a podcast interview with Brenda Warner a few years ago. You remember that? When her book came out. Right. And her story is remarkable as well. And the fact that she's a, a Marine and she married someone while she was in the Marine Corps. They had two kids. One of their children uh, was taken to the emergency room. Uh, his Her husband, or then eventual ex-husband, had dropped him in the tub. 
legally blind now. And, um, and the two of them met at a bar one night in Iowa, Kurt and Brenda. And Brenda will tell the story. She told Kurt, like, yeah, you don't want any piece of me. I'm a divorced mom of two, and one of the child is, is uh, of need. And Kurt, as we all know, is the type of guy that's not going to be deterred by that. And the story about Kurt's relationship with Brenda and Brenda's relationship with Kurt and then Kurt's relationship with his, you know, steps or his eligible stepson or his son, mm -hmm. you know, is beautiful. That's what makes sports movies work so well. Obviously, it's a story about somebody you're rooting for and it's a story about love and the love story between Kurt and Brenda and Kurt and Zach, his, her son, his son now. Uh, is beautiful, beautiful. Also, what makes a good sports movie? Dennis Quaid is in it. I mean, that's <laughs> another one. Like Susie said that as we left the movie theater last night. She's like, Dennis Quaid is in all the good sports movies. Mm -hmm. Just look at that. He's in a lot of them. He's in a lot of them. Obviously, Any Given Sunday is one of them. I mean, Obviously, The, the rookie, rookie is another one. The Rookie will make you cry. Oh, so good. Okay. Um, he was in uh, um, this film as well. We're missing a couple, too. Yeah, there's uh, Any Given Sunday, The Rookie, Soul Surfer, uh, The Express. Oh, yeah, The Express. Uh, playing for keeps. And he plays Dick Vermeil. The actor who plays um, Everybody's all American. Mike Martz is terrific. Yeah. The actor who plays Mike Martz is terrific. Mooch is played by a very handsome man <laughs> so if you are going to be the guy who cuts kurt in the movie which he does from the packers brett varvel what's his name brett varvel i don't know if i'm pronouncing that right but v-a-r-v-e-l yeah plays mooch so at least if mooch is going to be a villain in the movie he is played by um a very handsome man <laughs> I'll tell you this too. Do I don't think I'm getting. Also, another great actor in it, Bruce McGill, who is in every. Oh, Bruce yeah. McGill. Bruce McGill. Oh, he plays the what owner and coach yeah. of the Iowa Barnstormers. Oh, I mean, amazing! Terrific, terrific, terrific. Also, I'll say this too. I'm not giving away too much. When we get to Kirk making the Rams. Spoiler alert. Spoiler, I mean, yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, like, stop, oh, Rich. Great, come Rich. No, I'm not going to go see it, okay? Don't no, I'm not going to go watch My the movie. My bad, Rich. When Kurt on. makes the Rams. Oh. Morons. When <laughs> Kurt makes the Rams. You know his first game was against the Ravens? And Ray Lewis? Really? Yes. Wow. The guy who plays Ray Lewis is phenomenal. Is it Ray Lewis? No, it is not. A couple <laughs> times, I could have been. He could have played himself. Well, the guy that plays Marshall Falk's name is OJ Simpson. OJ Keith no. Simpson. Wait, yes, what? yes. No. We're watching the no. credits what? roll because because no, yes. Kurt, Kurt in his speech beforehand asked everyone to stick around through the credits because there was a nice, you know, wow. moment at the end. And it, it I, and again, I don't want to spoil it if they if that is going to be in all of the theaters near you. So please stick through the credits. 
We're looking through the credits. Marshall Falk. It says played by O.J. Simpson. O.J. Keith Simpson. Yeah, you got to have idea. the Keith in no, there. No, they didn't. They gotta didn't. Have no. <laughs> yeah. Susie's like, oh, my God, you're looking at that? <laughs> yeah, his IMDb page has his middle name. It says Keith on that. But obviously, obviously, again, <laughs> what makes the movie work is the people who play Kurt and Brenda. Yeah. And Anna Paquin I'm a is, big fan of Anna Paquin. Dude, yeah. she She's is great. great as Brenda Warner. And Zachary Levi as Kurt. He's got a lot of his mannerisms down. The way that his verbiage, he sounded like Kurt. A couple times I thought to myself, boy, he's got Kurt down pat. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that he's got the arms and all that. But he would do stuff like, you know, when he's quieting the crowd. And he mm-hmm. kind of had a little hitch that yeah. looked like Kurt a little bit. He was terrific. Yeah. And I am so happy for them that this movie captures their story in a way that is so beautiful. You leave the theater feeling good about life, which, gosh darn it, do we all need right now. Like, Susie and I want to go home and hug our kids, and and you feel good about the next day, and I feel so great for them that the movie's good. It's good. It's a good movie. It's a good sports movie. It tugs at your heartstring. You feel you feel the heartstring getting tugged. And again, Mooch is cutting curtain. He's played by a handsome man. And <laughs> was Mooch there last night? I don't know if he was there. Marshall was there. We didn't see him. Okay. Marshall was there. And as we're leaving, as we're leaving, somebody screams out. As we're leaving the theater, somebody screams out, "Whose house?" And everyone's screaming, "Ram's house." That's cool. Like it was cool. It was really, really cool. And seeing Kurt and Brenda on the carpet being interviewed, and it's their life story, and it's in a movie. They'll, that's the uh, that's what they always say. They'll never take it away from me. No one, I don't know who would ever take it away from. This is this is theirs forever. Cool. And it took forever to get made, and it got made, and it's a beautiful movie. Christmas Day. Christmas Day. So can't wait for you guys to see it. And Love you it. and you know the story already. We, I, we also, know the story, which is why Miracle always worked too. You know the story. You're always on the edge worked. of your seat. Yep. And you're you're emotionally involved. It's like you know, you know. But you don't know the backstories, the behind uh, the scenes. Unbelievable! It's so good, so good. And so they're on tomorrow's show. So is Daniel Jeremiah. They're on tomorrow's show as well. Be good times. Oh, and Harrison Smith of the Vikings. We're back to take you to brother from another. Right after this on Peacock on Radio, we'll chat front. 